Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 30 of the A Strings podcast. <laughs> Four cops. Don't stand so close. Welcome. Hello there. It's been a little while since we've done, uh, since we did the last podcast. Yes, all the way back at it Nam Show with Nam Show with Leighton. Mm. So it's a little while. We, yeah, we've had every intention of doing uh, a podcast. We were going to yes. do one with Steve from Blackstar. That unfortunately fell through because he had other engagements. I think that came up that yeah, night. We were going to um, do uh, a Valentine's one. We were, but I was ill. Yes. We were going to do, I think then, you know. We had bits and pieces planned. Yeah. And uh, life just gets in the way, I suppose. But it's been quite an eventful time of it. Yeah. Because, um, first of all, this podcast, it's not going to be like a normal podcast. I think it's just more of a kind of, we're still here and a uh, bit of a catch up. Yeah. One of the big things that happened uh, in you know where we're based of the the floods caused by um storm Dennis, Dennis and Kiara is it Kiara yeah. and it affected Pontypris town center in a way that in my 40 years I've never ever seen before yeah I've never seen and also Traforest industrial estate which yeah. you know it's a, basically we're those two areas kind of sandwich us don't they you know we're we're kind of mm-hmm. in the middle and just luckily we were high enough for it not to kind of really affect us. You know, the houses directly behind us, yeah, were got hit very, very badly. Mm. Yeah, and I say we, you know, you went out to you, Tom. You were yep. kind of went walking around on the Sunday morning. Yeah, it's uh, yeah terrible. Yeah, so you know, it was just parts. It, there are parts upon which you literally couldn't walk down. Yeah, because you know it's um, so it affected. Uh, loads and loads of businesses and residents in the area, but I guess customers. Yeah. Um, you had Club of Bont was completely just decimated, wasn't it? Yeah. You, know, you think that's that's Riverside, uh, and that's you know and it's kind level of down wise, the hill as well, below, a bit, isn't it? So it, it's below the level of the main shopping street. So you think street, of how which bad is the was. main shopping street. You know, they, they've got a like a Boots and a Costa Coffee and Greg's and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and it was up to the door handles there. Yeah. So you know, um, Club of Bomb, which is kind of down a, a like a, a little alleyway uh, down towards the Taff, that's down an extra kind of meter, meter and a half anyway, yeah. and yeah. it was just kind of, from what I gather, just up to the ceilings kind of thing. So distressing. Yeah. Really distressing to see, wasn't it? Uh, I think that you know, again, luckily we, you know, none of us were directly affected. You know, you see the weather warnings. Yeah, still you know, we've had. I think we've had another storm since. Haven't we? Is it Jorge? Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Which, a few just sort of on, you know, one after the other after the yeah. other. Yeah. Uh, but you know, businesses like you go through Ponty Town. It's nearly every business on Taft Street. Uh, yeah, Club of Bont, uh, Green Rooms, which is Green Rooms down the industrial state rehearsal room. rooms. You know, we, we supply gear to, don't we? Um, yeah. Uh, Everything got destroyed there. Yes. 
Um, I think they just had new stage built and, you know, that's kind of gone. So as is kind of typical of like this area, I think, you know, not that we've really had anything like this before, but, you know, music is kind of the thing that resonates with almost everybody in this area, Mm -hmm. whether you're a musician or not. Um, There are some, they're pretty quick to start organising some charity gigs. So I think there's been, up to this point, there's been quite a few already, haven't there? I think there's one in Jack's, last weekend up in Aberdeer. Yeah. You know, you've got rival. I, I don't know if you call them rival or not, how they consider each other, but you've got other venues in the area that are doing mm-hmm. everything they can to help out venues that have... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, that have that's, suffered. Yeah, that's, that's the that's, great thing. Yeah, massively, you know. Um, a lot of people showed concern asking if we were... Um, if we were all right. Yes. And luckily we, we were. My fear was maybe... You know, I knew we were, as soon as Tom said we were fine, that was great, but the rain just kept coming, so you kind of think, you know, if the drains block up, you know, that's how it'll get yeah. us. But like I say, luckily we, we were we were fine. And I kind of felt, a, you know, hope this doesn't come across as anything other than what I mean it to be, but you kind of feel guilty that mm-hmm. other people did suffer and that we were we were kind of fine you know in as much as it's yeah i know what you mean yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it is definitely hard to say it's you know, say to people we don't were, worry we're fine, we're fine. kind yeah. of thing yeah it, yes it's an odd it's an odd uh feeling isn't it mm. so there's the, the main kind of charity events to support the um the people affected by it uh they've is a com- is like a promotions company in the area that have kind of got this thing together called Valiade. Yes. And on the the first night, which is tonight, as at the time of recording, the Friday night, um, it's to I think it's dedicated to or supporting Club of Bond. Right. The Saturday, which um, is supporting um, just residents, residents yeah. in general. And then uh, Sunday, it's uh, for the green rooms. Right. Yeah. So there's um, three nights of gigs in the Pop Factory in Porth. And um, we've donated a uh, red special, a Brian Reed guitar, signed by Brian. And um, he's written Camry and Beth on it. And I, I th- from what I gather, I think it, yeah, he signs loads of guitars, but it's probably the only guitar with. Any personalization, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or kind of, um, you know, I don't think he's ever written anything in Welsh before. So, <laughs> no, no, it's nice. It's a really, so, yeah, really that, nice that came piece. through, um, yesterday, and uh, we're going to take that along tomorrow night. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, providing it doesn't get cancelled due to COVID 19. Yeah, so this is the other kind of, thing that's yeah, being, you know, kind of shaken. So the floods were on our doorstep, that's and right. You know, I think that, you know, certainly, you know, the week following it, you know, we had a few, you know, it, it wasn't that busy because people quite rightly had other things on their mind. and Yeah, yeah. And also a lot of people, even last week, we had people, you know, two, three weeks after the floods, people asking, can they get to us yet? Thinking that we were, uh, you know, the second Atla- city of Atlantis or whatever, <laughs> you know. But, um, so, you know, the, the floods kind of affected us I guess in in that way, but um, this coronavirus thing, 
you know, starting out in the Far East, which is the, the world's factory. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that at this point, you know, it's gone from being scaremongering and, um, uh, dis- you know, something you dismissed to actually being a real genuine concern now, whether yeah. it's health-wise or just, you know, from a business point of view. Yeah. Because it, it kind of feels at the moment that everything's going to come to a standstill pretty soon. Hmm. It just, it, it kind of feels like a massive Christmas Eve, doesn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know like what you Christmas mean. Eve, you know, around about one, two o'clock, the roads go quiet out there, and you know that, you know, you're gonna shut the door. And there's nothing that can be done for the next couple of days. It's kind of that feeling, but there's nothing to look forward to, except maybe a couple of weeks of Netflix and Disney Plus. I pre-subscribed. Have you? So you had the deal price then. I'd got the deal price. Yeah. With the- yeah, I haven't yet, but it looks it's you know t- Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Star Wars and Marvel. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre. You know, we we've chatted about it in the shop and saying that you know two weeks in isolation is you know for us, and you know we're not we're not making light of the the virus at all. Mm. But for us, I can just imagine that that is sort of ideal practice time yeah if there were no consequences you know it's it's the kind of um if you were working for somebody solid like an insurance company Mm -hmm. or i don't know you know an organization that are set up for you to be able to you know Mm. you know listen this company policy this is what we're doing we had somebody um, from Hitachi Capital was meant to come in to um, talk to us about new finance things that we can offer customers on Tuesday. Yeah. He's been told, no, you're not going anywhere. You know, worldwide, they've got a lockdown and um, yeah. self-isolate for however long. If you're in that kind of situation, you know, it kind of seems wrong to say, but it almost seems like fun, doesn't it? You know, and as much as yeah. it's a massive snow day. Yeah, that's uh, that's what it feels like. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, uh, but for as fun as it would be to have that amount of time off, you guys still need to be paid. Yeah, so <laughs> rent and rent Fresh and, oh. and you know, I've got taxes and all the rest of it. You know, that's the scary thing. You know, so it's um, and you know, that's a, a shop on this kind of level. You know, like it, it when you're talking of companies that have hundreds and thousands of employees relying on them you know it things can't just stop you know it's no. um it's weird but you know we know that a lot of our suppliers have, have been saying for the last month you know we no idea what's going to happen come summertime when we are expecting usually 10,000 a-frame stands or Mm-hmm. A lot of guitars coming from the mm-hmm. court factory or uh, whatever. Yeah, you know it. it it's um, we're so reliant on um, product made elsewhere. Yeah, you know. Apart, I'm trying to think. What, what have we got that is made in the UK in the shop? Rotosound strings. Rotosound strings. <laughs> Rotosound strings and. Well, we had a couple of Rottweiler pedals in once. Not Rothwell pedals in oh, once, yeah, didn't we? Oh, yeah, British, yeah. Yeah. But not a lot else. No. 
No. Some of the nicer Marshall stuff. Yeah. No, actually, good call. Yeah. But it's a struggle to but think of any. You know, we, if you try and make a list of 10. I don't think we could get to 10. No. We? So, you know, it just stands to reason that, um, you know, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be. Um, an interesting kind of scenario that we find ourselves in, yeah, in six months' time. Definitely is. You know, it's um, it's not just the items that are sort of made and finished elsewhere. You know, down to a component level, these people are going to be even these British people are going to need mm. British companies are going to need components and yeah. other bits and pieces that they're probably not going to get. No. So it's going to the knock-on is probably going to take us to. Well, I spoke to Andy from Marshall today, right. and he said we're facing massive shortages already, kind of yeah. thing. You know, and uh, you know that's that's no, you know, mm. that's not you know um, six months down the line, kind of thing. Yeah, because it's not even just what's being made; it's what's ready and done and yeah. made, but isn't being sent out because yeah. there's nobody in the no in work to send them out. No, and obviously everything's quarantined as well. Yeah, so. It's a really, it's a bizarre... Yeah, and, and it'll be one of those things that when we're in our 60s, 70s or whatever, we won't forget about this. Unfortunately, you know, it, you know let's not get too done about this kind of stuff, but this might be the first, <laughs> you know, which you'll always remember the first time something like this happens, but, you know, it's very unlikely to be the last given the way that the world is in as much as, hmm. you know, look how quickly it's got from yeah. a, the a connectivity in, of, of, yeah, of in China to the entire world. Yeah. We're shut down Italy, you know, a lot of Spain. Benidorm is yeah. shut <laughs> as of today. Yeah. Um, it's, um, you know, it's wiped off trillions and trillions of pounds from, you know, the stock market and everything. Anyway... 2020 is our positive year. 2020 is our positive year. I had a feeling it was going to be a good year. And. <laughs> good may not be yeah. the word we're going to use. Um, Interesting so far. So, literally, the night after. The, the evening after we uh, finished the podcast with Leighton. Yes. Um, we saw an announcement on Facebook to say gamblings in Cardiff were closing at the end of March. That's right. Yeah. Which. Is it's kind of desperately sad, I think, you know, because yeah. you know, cranes, which was something that was just a massive part of my youth, gambling's probably more so for you because you, yeah. you, you worked there or you did work experience? No, Chris did work experience with right. gambling's, yeah. Chris is here, shout, say hi, Chris. <laughs> it's um, sat down on Tom's lap. <laughs> So you can get close to the microphone. You worked in gamblings for a while. Yeah, uh, three months. Right. Okay. So, um, for when was that? It was a long, long time ago. Doesn't I help. Think, I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, we're we're the same I, age. And I think I was nineteen, nineteen twenty. Just so about ten, eleven years ago. Yeah. So right about two thousand eight. Yeah. Two thousand ten, yeah. two thousand eight. Yeah. Okay. And Gamlin's was kind of flying at that point, wasn't it? Because I think it was run about then the cranes started, to, you know, not really concentrating on the key brands and doing a lot okay. more with the Hudson side right. of things. And yeah, you know, it there was like a, the balance kind of shifted where you know cranes started maybe faltering a bit, and Gamlin's were 
um, doing a lot more. So, um, so you worked with Emil and Phil yeah, and yeah. Um, mostly Matt. Um, he he showed me a, a lot of things to do with the repairs, um, mm. which started me off really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Um, later on when I started doing it by myself and then I had a couple more tips off like Dave Dooley and that hmm. and then that so pushed di- me did you did you ask him for a job yeah, yeah. and they, they didn't give you one I was going into uni at, at that time oh, okay. I asked him for a job right and they didn't give I was you told one. to put my CV in put my CV so in so basically two of my employees <laughs> <laughs> gambling said nah <laughs> if it's all the same thanks but um, uh, yeah I didn't yeah, but I didn't, passed, I didn't do. you know you passed my test with flying colours yeah, and I, I tell you, I, I didn't really pass your test. No, you've just kind of edged your pushed, way in and pushed um, my way in. Yeah. Interestingly, Chris and I went down this week. Okay, right, so just kind of say goodbye and stuff. Well, yeah, when you, you know, when it's, it's oh, yeah, almost. It's uh, you know, it's we went down because obviously it just felt like we it, couldn't just let it sort of no, shut without of, yeah seeing the seeing the guys, you know, at least in the. In the shop again. I it's, kind of feel like odd. I want to go down. I don't, you know, I don't know anyone yeah. there, and they, I know that Emil knows, you know, who I am, kind of thing. I, I, I wouldn't, you know, say it, I wouldn't want to go down and kind of. It was a strange, look like I'm rubbing my hands, kind of thing. That, that's know, that's yeah. That was the strange thing. It, you know, we we. That was in the back of our minds. You know, we didn't want it to be like no, coming down to kind of. No, the, the nice thing in being is that if they've been in complete control of this, you know, they've been kind of, you know, looking at it. Yeah. It seems like they've been kind of winding, winding it down for a little while. You know, mm-hmm. Mr. Gamlin, you know, passed away about three, four years ago, just before PMT opened. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think when PMT opened, you know, they could have either gone all out and, you know capitalized on you know pmt's marketing and you know run a you know a business ready for the future kind of thing or just so say do you know what we don't need to do this any longer you know they they're finishing in a good position you know nobody's punted them out of business you know he's they've had a sale on i think they've shifted a lot of um gear and you know he's got um He's got a nice pension for himself with the the premises that he's got there. So it's um yeah. If you if a shop's going to disappear, you want it to be in those circumstances. But it's still you know it's sad. You know, one less shop means just you know competition's good. You know, it, it keeps us on our toes, but also you know it gives the customer plenty of it's, it's choice. And I think that yeah. just for someone who's maybe not into music, seeing music shops. Just gives people an idea, you know, that that whole industry exists. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre. You know, it's um, my first proper electric guitar was from there. My brother's first proper electric guitar was from there. It's um, what, what was your my first? Acoustic, my first proper one. Hmm. I don't count the Argos Encore Strat. <gasps> you didn't get an Argos Encore. Well, I didn't have a choice. Today. Okay, <laughs> I was like eleven. <laughs> um, uh, my first proper. <laughs> electric was an Ibanez DTX120, which was the sh- shrunken down, it was the Destroyer, which is the Explorer, right. but it was like a slightly smaller shape, matte black. Yeah. And um, my brother's friends got that now, because he was learning, that was years ago. Um, my brother's first electric was a 
LTD Viper, which mm-hmm. we don't have anymore. Um, and my first proper acoustic, I did have a 12 string from Brian James, but yeah. uh, my first proper acoustic was the Tango that I've still got. Yeah. So it'll be, I would have added 10 years next month, next year. Was it? Yeah. But it's very bizarre when you, you know, going in there now and there's no guitar department anymore. Isn't there's no, you know, there's yeah. no guitars in that big back section. There's Isn't all, there? No, just drum bits. Whoa. And the only guitars now are in the little soundproof room. Yeah. Or the acoustics next to it. That's Whoa. it. That's it. Quite depressing, wasn't it? Oh, oh God, yeah. boys. They still got series ones. <laughs> they still got a series one in the window. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Steve. I know you do listen to this. <laughs> there is a series one there. They, yeah, there's a couple of bits and pieces. Um, but not a lot. I was I was surprised by how little there was stockwise, which is good because it means that absolutely they're shifting sold it. to it. Yeah, he's set up an absolutely amazing um, reverb shop with. Well, when I say amazing reverb, he's set up a reverb shop with some phenomenal pieces on there. You yeah. know, some things that nobody knew were lurking in the back cupboards or whatever. No, 1953 or 1954 Telecaster, 53 Black Guard, yeah. yeah, which he's got up for forty thousand pounds. Yeah, which and there's a sixty. I think it's a sixty-three telly. Yeah, it's Lake Placid I've, Blue. I've played that one. Yeah, I've played that. Did one. you? Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Is it? Yeah, it's nicer. I haven't played the fifty-three, but Matt said that it's nicer than the fifty-three. Yeah, it's just obviously that's the one that people go for. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Strat then, which was uh, that was a late fifties, was it? Late fifties, early sixties, maybe. Very, you know, very, very nice. Again, that was you know tens of thousands. And the, the DNA, yeah, the, the DNA, DNA gem, which was one of the ones with um, Steve Vai's blood in the paint. One of them Real jobs. blood? Yeah, they yeah. put his blood in the paint. You know, it was probably one drop of yeah. thing in the paint. Still. It's like what Kiss did with their comic books, didn't they? Yeah. Blood in the uh, comic book paint, in the ink. Mm. Very rock and roll. What but was your yeah. first guitar? My first proper one was... Uh, Les Paul Gothic. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so is, <laughs> which, that, is that Epiphone, is it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Which I, I also had from Gamlin's. What, was it EMGs or something? Is it, or? Um, I can't remember. No, I think there's no, passives in it. Yeah. There's passives in my one. But so it kind of says also just all black. Yeah. All matte black, yeah. Matte black. Yeah. Little kind of cross thing. Cross in the 12th fret, yeah. It's the first guitar I tried to strip back and paint a different colour. Oh. Didn't go well. <laughs> Did not go well. Yeah. But that was the thing, it was you know, it, it was it, it what speed and GM were there. Yeah. But it was either Gamlins or Cranes, wasn't it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And from both to be gone now. Or you know, soon to be gone is uh It's only really GM that's left now. And PMT. Yeah, the old ones, yeah. Yeah. So what was your first first guitar? My first acoustic was my dad was given an acoustic back in like nineteen eighty two or so and it, it, I think it was Italian, yeah. And um, literally, he was given the the guitar, and he dropped it just as he got out the car. That's right. I remember him telling me the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he had a bolt-on neck. Um, right. It's a dreadnought. Ah, right. Bolt-on yeah. neck. It, it. I don't. It wasn't an echo, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was from the same kind of place, you mm. know, because like a K or something like that. Maybe something, something like, like that. Yeah. Um, but. 
for years and years, the guitar was just in the corner. And, you know, I didn't start playing guitar. To, I picked it up first when I was about 10, and I didn't start playing properly till I was about 11 or 12. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you'd done understanding the instrument, you, you, you know, you'd put all the tuning pegs in a line. That's right, you know, yeah. Because uh, you think, you know, it's meant to be like that. Um, string snap. So I used to tie the string Oh, together yeah. kind of thing and then tense it back up and you know <laughs> so it was for years and years it was um just in the corner and then i started playing you know asking for lessons one day and um just went from there mm-hmm. the first electric was um my dad bought a hofner back in the or my granddad bought a hofner back in the 60s um from a guy who uh, my granddad was a, a foreman on a a building site and or building firm rather and um one of the guys who was working for him i think from what i gather had a some i th- i think he needed money for something or another and my granddad said he'd mentioned this guitar i think he um story goes he'd been on tour with tom jones or something but in this area, everybody Everyone, yeah, born yeah. in the yeah, everybody who was alive in the sixties toured or did something with Tom Jones. But anyway, this guy, I think he was hard up on his luck and he needed some money. And my granddad bought this Hofner. It's like a very thin, but that's right. I'll have to bring it. Have you seen it? It's a single cutaway. There's a very thin that's come in, hasn't it? That your dad has brought in. Is it that same one? Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's it's really nice. It, it had a very treacherous kind of nail hanging out of uh, like a rusty nail hanging out of the pick guard, which on so many times, I'm just gonna um, gouge my hand and finger with. But yeah, that that was Dad's. Again, he didn't play it. I, <laughs> he listens to this. So I'm not sure how he's gonna um, react to this. But my father's got. Um, I don't know if it's a scrapbook or just a bag at home of basically certificates running from around about 1961 through to about 1965, where he won mine competitions. <laughs> what? Yeah. So basically, they used to put a record on. And, you know, when I was in school, you know, I used to get up and play for the Ice 7 or whatever, you know, in a band or whatever. My dad used to as well, but he used to mine. Okay. And he's got certificates of, like, second place, third place, second place, you know, in consecutive years from around 1961 through to about 1965. So no singing or actual playing involved, but I believe this guitar was instrumental in his... Um, career. Mm. Mm. So that was my first leg. We'll have to have a rendition of some of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, right, you can give Tommy's seat back now, Chris. Biscuit news. <coughs> you want sorry? We said last biscuit news. Yeah, we, ki- we killed it, didn't we? Last episode. We did kill it, but it didn't get a very good reaction. I don't think. I think Kate said, "Who do you think you are?" You know, in so many words. Well, actually, not in so many words. That's what she said. She said, "You're not too good for biscuit news," and that kind of put me in my place. So hmm. we, we've definitely got some... I didn't realise we were doing a, a podcast today, in all honesty. It's only because it was a bit of a weird day here, in as much as 
been a decent day. It's just it felt really quiet, hasn't it? Yeah. So I have actually got some biscuits that I brought back from a holiday that they'll I'll use them in the next episode, I think. There's no point in me bringing them in till now, uh, before now, because it, they would have been devoured by certainly Tom. What biscuits are they? I'm not telling you until they come in. They're special. Mm. That sounds good. But we have had some contributions, haven't we? Yeah, big thank you to our good friend Steve. I didn't see Steve, did I? Uh, no, you were off. Mm. Um, three packs. What did he bring in? So it was the... Um, Cottage Crunch, the ginger sort of ones, oh, and then fancy ones. the other ones, which were the best biscuit I've ever tasted in my entire life. What? Um, they were like the shortbread short with um, currants, yeah, raisins. Like, you know. But honestly, like, you know when um you used to do bacon or when your grandparents did bacon, mm. and they obviously they rolled out the dough, mm-hmm. and you could like smell it, and you'd like pick bits off. It tasted oh. like that. It was just like, yeah, it was just the best them again, please, Steve. Them again. <laughs> um, so you missed Steve, but I missed Mike Roster. Yeah, Mike Roster brought some nice things, didn't he? They were cupcakes, weren't they? Mini cupcakes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I didn't see. I did see. Chocolate. Didn't have. Um, your turn? There was chocolate ones. There was chocolate ones and... Um, red velvet. That's oh, right. Red velvet. Red velvet ones are just to die for. No, but you liked the chocolate ones, didn't chocolate you? Chocolate ones were the best. And Tristan liked the chocolate ones. Uh, Christina brought in some tea cakes. Christina, oh, Christina, she's been in always, a, yeah. she's been in about three times and uh, t- two lots of tea cakes and jam Welsh cakes. I think I mentioned. I think I said to you the other day that every bite of a tea cake feels like heaven in your mouth, doesn't it? Like it's just there's nothing it's like heaven in your mouth. Right, so it's an instant advert jingle there. Yeah, there is. Uh, Tarrys. <laughs> <laughs> And are they from up north? Are they from up north? Scotland. But yeah, I'll do it in a northern accent, right? And then you do the song, right? Tunnocks. Feels like heaven in your mouth. The northern tea cake. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Um, Your mum brought in some Welsh cakes. I love my mum's Welsh cakes. Delicious. They were very nice. Yeah. Proper Welsh. It was only one each. Well, I had two. Yeah, I had two. (laughs) I had one. Well, maybe it evens things out a little, only a little. Because I did bring in some sweets from um, holidays, Royston sweets, which are amazing. And they lasted ages because we, none of us opened them, did we? No. And today opened, today yeah. we finished, that was it. Oh, we finished them all. They're all gone. That was it. Well, uh, literally, they're all gone. I then. think that's everything now. So yeah. the ones that I nap myself that are in my pocket at the moment, these are the last ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. We've got a competition to um, judge. Yeah, it's not going to take long, is it? No. <laughs> Two entries. <laughs> Which isn't bad, because, you know... Just throw a dart. We've got yeah. a dart. Um, so the... Uh, <laughs> it's not bad, is it? The only ball um, thing we said was to... Um, so they brought these new... Flavors, haven't they, of, of Ernie Ball strings? And we said, come up with a new name. I'm not convinced. I, I'm sure we had more than that because we got. I think on YouTube somebody put something down, and I think on. I'm sure we've got a few more entries <laughs> than this, but at the moment I'm only looking at two. <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll, 
I'm, I'm sure um, Elwin had some kind of um, idea. But anyway, um, Dr. Dan and um, Steve Williams have uh, given us some, uh, actually a list each. A list each. Mm. So they so, make up for it. Um, Steve put down Pinky Slinky, which I think is really good. Don't get it mixed Dink, up with Dinky uh, Slinky. That's good because it's for for smaller guitars. Yeah, Bat Finky Slinky, nineteen sixties <laughs> tribute selection. Do you remember Bat Fink? Ah, uh, no. Yeah, too young. You cannot harm me. My wings are li- made like a shield of steel. Okay, used to go around um, and um, Binky Slinky, made in Chelsea Signature Edition. So I'm guessing Binky must be a character from Made in Chelsea. Some sort of yeah, yeah. Modern like celebrity. Yeah. And Dr. Dan. Angel here. 7 to 36. Oh, he's he's listed um, gauges. Wide load. 8 to 48. Big unit. 10 to 58. <laughs> <laughs> Low hanging fruit. 11 to 62. That is low. And Goldilocks for the gauge that's just right. Uh, there's uh, Both of those, I think, are, are really good. I'd probably go for um, Dinky Slinky. Dinky Slinky's on Steve's. And um, <laughs> Big Unit. Big Unit Slinky. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they both get a set. Nice. No losers in this this game. Well, we can afford to not have any losers at this point. Let's flash it. So there's been quite a few videos have gone up recently. Yes. Which we've done. A, we've tried a new format hmm? and people seem to be liking. It's where I don't say anything. <laughs> so to compensate, you've tatted up a bit more <laughs> and you've pierced yourself. I have pierced myself. That's the, yeah, that's the latest thing. No new tattoos. But uh, yeah, I have pierced myself. Um, yeah, they seem to be going on quite well. Yeah. What, PRS the, one's going on. Oh, right. Those are, those are, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the PSN. No. <laughs> <laughs> Burn the witch. Uh, yeah, not the body modif- modification. No. You've got a lot of um, middle Americans, you know, kind of, I think, that really take offence at your um, mm. your art. And, you know, all they got to do is it? just switch off. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they insist on, you know, Seen on your video long enough to be able to type a long message to tell you how much they don't like you. But comments bump us up in the things. Yes. So and more fuel them. Yeah. All you're doing is paying for more work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems to be yeah that kind of middle American thing or um, European. Hmm. Um, yeah, West, Western the, European. Yeah, I think the um, the Spanish. Is it Spanish? Is it? Yeah, I don't think mm. they like him. <laughs> I was going to not, Benidorm. Not a word from the Germans or French. They're fine. Mm. They don't mind. Social media comment of the week. And on that note, <laughs> let's have a positive comment of the week. Um. Oh, it's from Sophie. Mm-hmm. Maker of great cakes. Yeah. Sorry earlier today. I can't read it up because it seems like I'm just praising myself. <laughs> oh, my days. 
Sorry, that sounds like I'm taking the mic. Oh my days, I love the jingle so so much. Oh, and stop. then lots stop, of exclamation stop, marks. Stop, 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 stop. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. Thank you. Social media comment of the week. So we're gonna wrap it up there. Like I say, it was just a people hate the term touching base. So I'm going to use it. We're just touching base with you guys and girls. And I imagine we'll be doing the next podcast in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Quarantined. On a three-way Skype call. Three-way Skype call. Plenty of delays and, um, yeah. Lots of hoarded biscuits. Lots of, yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll have plenty of... New stock and new news and new news, new yeah. news. All news is new news, but new uh, news is good news. But yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, you know we're gonna have some fun bits going on. You know, keep knowing the videos we got um, quite a few ideas with that. Yeah, uh, invested. Well, Tom invested in a a track. Mm. We got so a slider. A slider. A slider. Um, and we're thinking about um a couple other little investments. Mm-hmm. It's the YouTube money coming in. And uh, thanks for listening. I've been Andrew. I've been Adam. I've been Tom. We're, that's Chris. So <laughs> say goodbye, Chris. Bye. He is over the other side of the room. <laughs> We're all going to panic buy some dried pasta and... Um, Bar girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon. Bye.